0: what's up guys today on the HubSpot partner podcast we've got becky murphy becky murphy is the co-founder of babel one of the most successful partners that we have in hubspot um, we have a great chat about all things hubspot and partnerships and all that good stuff we dig into one of the case studies that really kind of shone on their website for me um, about a manufacturing company that they really did a lot of work with and kind of changed their mindset around inbound marketing great great stuff so i'm going to kick it over to the guys <music> Welcome to the DubSpot Partner Podcast, where we chat to HubSpot partners about how they deliver outstanding value to their customers in an evolving technology landscape. And now live from HubSpot EMEA HQ in Dublin, here's your host, Luke Curry. Welcome to another episode of the DubSpot Partner Podcast. I'm going to get that right uh, eventually here, Rebecca. I've got Rebecca Murphy from uh, BabelQuest out there in Oxfordshire. How are you doing, Rebecca? I'm great, thank you. And Rebecca Murphy, just a little bit of Irishness in there maybe?
1: I'm married into it. Oh, my okay. husband <laughs> is from, and my husband who also works in BabelQuest, um, yeah. he was my co-founder. He's from Liverpool. So oh, okay. um, popular name cool. in Liverpool, but he has got, uh, yeah, from Ireland, further up the... Uh, <laughs>
0: The, the chain, uh, little, little, and the it was chain funny yeah. it's the uh we just a lot of irish people just got the boat directly across and then just it was the first stop and then they said okay this this will do um so Indeed. there's lots of uh, our cousins over there um but that was almost the that was the first thing i was gonna like, actually let's oh, park that for a second uh for those people who are listening to the podcast and haven't come across favor in the in the past um how would you describe the business how would you um how would you kind of uh you know let us know what that business is about
1: okay um is a hubspot partner and essentially we will help any business unlock the potential of the platform
0: this is this is a
1: that's a really quick summary
0: i like it and i like the way that i actually have that written down here in uh, quotation marks because i got that from the website as well unlocking the the potential of hubspot is so important i think there's nothing worse than like i was a salesperson at hubspot for a couple of years and there's nothing worse than when you when you're really excited about a customer and you like there's a there's a point when you're you know yourself like when you're you're selling a a deal and you know it's a great deal for them it's it it, it's it can possibly solve exactly what they're looking for you know you're you're excited about that the the day they sign you know everyone's you know loving it and then you look back six months later in their 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 portal and loads stuff isn't set up yet and it's for just you know the potential hasn't been reached right um so I think that working with partners allows us uh, and HubSpot to kind of make sure that our customers are getting the the most out of the out of the product. Okay.
1: Indeed, and I think the, the they want to get the most out of the platform. They don't necessarily they're not keeping abreast of all the new features or the new hubs. Yeah. And I think it's really important then to to actually continue that conversation about what they're looking to trying to achieve as a business, because an additional hub or a new, a new feature that's come out could actually solve that and kind of tie those, um, tie the different parts of the tool together Absolutely. a little bit more effectively than they're already doing.
0: Absolutely, and the thing is, you're never short of a new hub in HubSpot. They're, it's very innovative uh, bunch, that I'm sure it keeps the, the partners on their toes as well. Uh, it, it's something. So, the people uh, who have been very, very successful with HubSpot, obviously, uh, elite partner status, they've got the advanced implementation a certificate that i was actually involved in uh that pilot at the beginning and i remember you know the practerium and all that stuff you know it's a, a proper certification as well so if you've got that um you know you must be doing something right which is uh which is great and also you guys have won awards all that type of stuff but how how did you get started with hubspot this is always interesting to me where did you come across it for was it uh, was the partnership something that you built Your business around or were you guys in business before the your hubspot partners how does that how does that work
1: yes so eric and i left the corporate world and founded bay request to do to help connect marketing and sales together and so if i look back 11 years ago um everyone was into wanting a responsive website or a mobile app or and then they were doing that more with email and social and none of it was getting connected together and so you didn't, you couldn't see the customer journey. There was all sorts of inconsistencies. So we wanted to. Uh, we were initially a consulting, um, a consulting business, just the two of us, and we were using things like Infusionsoft to help with some of that automation. Really clunky. Um, and as part of analysis into what other platforms and software was out there, we came across HubSpot. Um, just a marketing automation platform at the time, yeah. but we recognised that that would be one. Uh, that's that's one step in collecting all of their marketing, um, the, all the all the different uh, channels um, together, so that they could at least have consistency through the marketing. And thankfully, HubSpot has the the tools have expanded right in line with what we always set out to achieve. So um, yeah, we Luckily we enough. became a HubSpot partner, and um, yeah, we've been in love with the platform ever since. And the partnership—it's
0: a—it's a—it's great to hear. And I, it, that type of e- evolution has been kind of a, a thread of the really successful partners that we've that I've interviewed, especially on this podcast, where they they started off with the the marketing hub um, product because that was all that was available, and it really s- kind of scratched an itch for a very particular reason. But you know, as your company evolves, as uh, customers' needs evolve, like, like marketing and sales, it's always changing. You know, there's always different. You know, over the last two years, we see how much uh, things can change, you know. So I think it's great to work with the product and work with partners who are always evolving and not kind of stuck in, you know, stuck in this same old ways, you know. Um, so that's really cool. And your, your husband, that's one thing I wanted to have a chat about as well as uh, you and your your husband starting uh, the business together. Was that like kind of a lifestyle design choice? You guys wanted to, you know, build something together. Is that the, the, the main drive there? we've always worked together. Oh, really? So
1: um yeah he I, I was at an agency he was one of my clients. Uh he then persuaded me to leave the agency world and go into the corporate world. Um I used to work for him he now works for me.
0: Okay. Um, it's
1: we've we've only ever known a relationship whereby we're working together. So it yeah. was just a, a, a natural next step.
0: Yes, I think that's great. I, you know, I we thought about it that a couple of times, me and my own uh, wife, but I, I think it's probably best that we don't work together in the end. But uh, I think that one of the things that stands out for me uh, with the paper quest when I was you know, reading about you guys and trying to get an understanding about the business is that the the kind of reviews really uh, speak for themselves. I mean, on the directory, you've got, I don't know, I don't even know what was it was 80-something uh, reviews, all really yeah. uh, remarkable um kind of copy that people are writing about you guys and it's not just the usual did a great job thanks very much guys it's like it names names a lot of the time like uh uh someone called gem keeps on coming up um <laughs> on those uh on those uh reviews and one review said uh, about your husband eric has an infectious enthusiasm which i thought was a nice a nice comment
1: yes indeed and i think that anyone from HubSpot to our clients. Um, would Once you've spoken to Eric, you get that. It comes across. He is, <laughs> he has, he's overly enthusiastic. Um, and it's, and actually um, give a great shout out to Jen. She's known within HubSpot. She works with some of the product team. Um, and she's, she actually took at inbound this year. Uh, she was our first employee and she, oh, she's really? very, she's, she's always worked in HubSpot and she's uh, one of our platform consultants. So, um yeah she works on our complex hubspot implementation um she's great
0: it's interesting as well because like there's not a lot of gems out there because because of the platform is so new like how many people have had the experience to work on that many projects in the uk like very very few people like you know so it's not like um there's other software providers that have had you know 20 or 30 years worth of um of partners who have been training their people in that software and they're kind of experts in that but this HubSpot platform really is only I would say if like in reality four or five years old to know where it's you know more than one hub that's going to be you know rolled out in a company so um, really interesting so shout out to Jem I hope you hope you enjoy your experience at Inbound this year Um, so I wanted to talk to you a little bit about so that was the you know that's the positioning of the company like you know every aspect of the company looks good from a review point of view from the the website. I think it really comes across, um, in a very positive light for you guys, but like in your own, like, uh, in your own opinion, like what would you say would be like, uh, a project you really, you would really do well? Like, is there something that you really like doing, um, in Babel quest? Is it more marketing stuff or more kind of like implementation stuff? What do you, what do you prefer to do?
1: Um, we don't mind, and I have to. Okay. I have to expand on that. Yeah, sure. If we're to, if we're to help people unlock the potential of HubSpot, and we're able to share our experience and knowledge that we've built up over the years, we are happy to work with a client that needs us to, that wants us to drive leads into their business. So you're looking at your, um, your retained on ongoing retained side um, business. It might be rapid onboarding so we've got a client that actually don't want any other services they've got a they've got in-house capability so it's just very much buy the product let's get them going as fast as they possibly can and then we leave them to it on the flip side of that you want, you want a website or you might want some actual complex implementation so i think we have to try and limit ourselves by saying this is what we prefer to do because it's what people need from the tool um, so that doesn't quite answer your question um, but yes, we'll we'll do what they need us to do. Yeah,
0: I think that's a, a great attitude to have as well. And I think if you if you're open like that, you'll you will get interesting projects along the way um, that you kind of you know are, are fun to do, and then maybe some other projects that are hard, but that's kind of interesting also. Joe, you know? that's what I always used to think, you know.
1: In, indeed, and I think I mean, there's been the HubSpot have HubSpot pushed all their partners to you can grow a business um consistently and uh, sustainably by having a big retained client base and actually that's really good and it is it h- helps keep the agency healthy from a cash flow perspective um, etc but the projects are also brilliant so it's balancing those it's balancing those out and we've actually split the business so um, we have our agency team um, that deliver mostly retainers but some other bigger um projects. Uh, so a three-month project because they've got um, a, I don't know, a, pro- a new product that's coming out and they want our help with it or on the other side it's more technical consulting and that's all project work um, okay
0: cool and did you guys so someone I was talking to another another partner who uh, started a long time ago with HubSpot and they were talking about how um, they really had to learn how to do that that type of technical project work as in like how to set it up as a business because they were a pure uh, like a retained marketing almost like a, a you know uh outside kind of marketing department for uh for customers that was their 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 deal for a long time so they had to go and research how they actually build a uh, professional services organization that would reflect what the market was looking for uh it was just really yeah. interesting how they and they've done it really successfully but was that kind of similar for you guys did you have to kind of bring somebody in to, uh, to figure that out? Or was it just kind of a, a organic process for you guys?
1: No, it, it was fairly organic. Um, nice. And because we were doing consulting before, we've done some of these pieces. I mean, we didn't ever plan to be a marketing agency. but We kind of had to have that label yeah. because HubSpot was a marketing automation um, tool. So actually for us, it was quite nice to be able to start offering those services. And we were able to invest the time and the thinking to to build that side of the business up, whether that's processes, our systems, etc.
0: Okay, cool. It's really interesting. I just I love seeing the evolution of, of partners as well, and just it's, everyone has their own journey. But um, one of the one of the things that really jumped out to me on the website as well is uh, it's actually a case study you mentioned as well. Uh, vacuum furnace engineering. This this one is I love this one. All right, because those three words to me, right when I when I started in HubSpot. Almost five years ago, doing the training, um, they would say, "Okay, there's, there's, first of all, everyone's a good fit for HubSpot to a certain extent, but these are the ones maybe you should spend your time on more. You know, the ones that you know yep. uh, are more of an obvious fit for inbound. So, you know, SaaS companies that have like a very,
1: uh, like a,
0: a self-service funnel, you know, very, you know, stuff that you yep. can really um, map out. Um, but vacuum furnace engineering, like." Why I love this case study is, one, that doesn't scream inbound for me uh, when I look at a company like that. I'd say that's a, a hell of a thing to actually build a marketing plan on, so kudos for that aspect on its own. But the, the second part is that they were coming to you guys with the real end goal in mind of actually you know selling the company. Um, and making it as, a, as attractive an asset to buy as possible. And that must have been something that was kind of exciting for you guys because it goes beyond just we want to get more leads. We want it, There's a real kind of chunky outcome that we're looking for. Um, how did that come about and uh, how did that, what was the kind of details around there?
1: Okay, so firstly, it was an ideal um, prospect right from the beginning because it came in from word of mouth. Okay. So they're the, they're, they're the, the best yeah. uh, best prospects to work. Um but they they came in and they were doing very, very little digital. Um, whether that was from their systems, so CRM working spreadsheets, whether it's their marketing, there was there was no they had no voice, they um they had a website, but they had nothing going out on any social media platforms, they weren't um doing much with email, um, but they recognized that they they needed to. So they, they needed to a big Digital transformation from their back end systems as well as their uh, front end, and they had been both recommended HubSpot and quest Okay. So, so that was so, so yeah, really, really good um, opportunity. And I think one of the key things for them is they committed to it. Okay. They committed to both use of HubSpot and going through the project with being open minded. So having a room full of technical engineers um, that you were trying to talk about by personas um, was almost daunting, um, but brilliant. Um, and I, ha- I had the best piece of feedback. I was speaking to the MD um, only yesterday and he said, do you know what? after that workshop, and we named their buyer personas? I mean, they'd never even heard of the concept of buyer personas. But he went through his mobile phone, and after every single num- uh, name of uh, all of his clients' names, he put in bracket the name of the buyer persona. Wow. I was like, that is job done. That yeah, is brilliant. That's brilliant. They, they've completely transformed the way that they even think about their customers.
0: Because that mindset is so important as well. Because yeah. if you can categorize those, like categorize those uh prospects into different kind of buckets like that you'll be treating them completely different and it really makes sense um and we're not i'm I'm surprised that they were uh you know had such little going on when it comes from a marketing point of view because we're talking about a multi-million pound company here they're like some of the the figures on your website where um they went to uh, 4.8 million in inbound sales that's a a proper business and just be working off spreadsheets seems crazy to me in this day and age
1: I know, I know, but I think I think we'll, we all come across businesses that are still doing it now. Yeah. Uh, it's bonkers.
0: It's bonkers. There's so much uh, it's like I'm constantly uh, finding new um, uh, kind of SaaS offerings to help me with everything in my business. I actually, I go too far. I, people complain about working with me because I'm like, I found this great like brainstorming app. Let's let's work on that. They're like, oh, we've got three of them set up already. So, you know, um, so I, I kind of go overboard a little bit there. But, um, uh, so with the with with Baby Quest, now now that you guys are kind of, I, I was talking to a few of the partners right now who are in the elite bracket and stuff like that. Uh, like at that stage, you guys are kind of uh, top of the heap, great reviews, great uh, great reputation throughout the organization. Like kind of, what's next for you guys? Are you going to try to go international? Or are you going to try to uh, grow the headcount of the business, or what's the what what's the next step for BabelQuest?
1: Okay, interesting. The international one is interesting. I know a number of the other partners are um, have done some acquisitions um, and, are, and are expanding internationally. I don't think we need to. Now I might eat those words in twelve months' time, but I don't think we need to. We work with a number of uh, organisations. Um, we have some clients that are based in the US. We've got some clients that are based in Europe, and they're very happy that we're in the UK yeah. and that we're based in the UK. So why? So I don't. See the need for a international uh, base um, because we're already doing yeah. work internationally. So, I, so the other thing is, I think there's enough work in the, there's enough business in the UK, and I yeah. think it can dilute the focus by saying, okay, fine, you know what? Once you've committed to going out internationally, I've now got to market slightly differently to other markets where I feel mm. that there is still so much potential. So, I don't think um, it's I don't think it's that. Yeah. Um, in terms of the growth, HubSpot keep adding these hubs, and it's very <laughs> exciting. But it means that we have to continue expanding our services, um, and so that's where we'll see those um, headcounts coming in. Okay. So there'll be new services. Um, we we as a business haven't been big on the CMS. Okay. Um, we previously. Although we have done um, a lot over the last twelve months, we did a huge project um, with uh, with Mitsubishi. Oh well, wow. uh, Mitsubishi forklifts. Um, it was, I mean, a, a really significant uh, site, um, probably ten times uh, the the size of anything we've done before, and that was taking wow. one central site and then um, creating nine sites sat, that pulled all the information from that central site across their nine business units in Europe um, depending on the products that they sell in those local markets and their services etc so I think there'll be further expansion there um, and and as we grow there'll be obviously just additional people doing the same roles so I think it's services in a nutshell
0: nice and I think it's it's funny that the uh, you know you mentioned that they it hasn't been too much of a focus with the, the cms stuff i think it was a pretty ambitious uh launch uh from hubspot which is great to see that's why i work for them because they do ambitious things you know <laughs> but yeah. the i think the pushing a, a brand new cms out there where there it's going to take time for uh the skill set out in the population to develop and for people who are you know uh, developers on different platforms to to learn how uh, HubSpot CMS works. Um, so there, there has been a little bit of a, a lagging time there, but recently the 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 uptick in that has been huge, which is great. You know, I think it's, it's getting a little bit more um, uh, out there. I know a lot of people buy it with the package, and that's kind of how we've we've got that out there yeah. for the uh, for, to the masses. But people are buying it on its own now, which is great. Um, but also, it's interesting you said that uh, the UK. I think the UK is just an amazing market. It's so. Like there's so many people that live in the UK, and it's still quite a small place, especially you know population center wise. You know, yeah, you can get around, to, like you know, like you said before, like you know, forty minutes. You guys are in uh, London; it's no big deal. Um, and if you look at the map, you know, the UK is right there in the middle. Uh, so from America, from Australia, you guys are kind of right there in the middle if you are doing business in either one. So, uh, so I see your point. And now in globalization terms, you know. Who cares where people are if everyone's just on Zoom anyway?
1: Yes, right. indeed. Okay. Um yeah. <laughs> it's it's interesting. We we often try and keep as much of our um, meetings on Zoom anyway, even pre the the pre COVID, because you can be laser focused. Yeah. And you and then you can go and meet clients from time to time to kind of do the, the relationship piece. Yeah. But not all clients want it. They want this, they want a relationship whereby you build you can you need. To get Done quickly. Everyone's so time poor that people don't want to spend hours in meetings, and and they recognise that actually spending two hours in in the car or on the train to go and see them, it means that that's two hours you're doing less work for them.
0: I know it's Um, it's 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 been a a great reflective time, uh, I think for everybody in business because you know how like I was in the office for the very first time today since the pandemic you know i went in this morning for for a meeting um and i live quite a a far way out but um it really disrupted the whole flow of my day you know by the time i got back it was after lunch and i kind of had really got cracking so i think it would be good if we all kind of agreed that the face-to-face stuff is for the relationship building maybe collaboration work brainstorming that type of creative work i think that would be a good way to spend time together Uh, but otherwise if I I've I've got my kind of project management tool that I use, and I'm if I'm just chopping away at what needs to be done, I don't need to be sitting beside people um, yeah. gossiping, you know, which I usually do, you know, so, yeah, you know, I uh, I'll just get on with it. So I think that, that you know things are going to change. I think that HubSpot helps companies do that as well because they can manage their their teams remotely from sales, marketing, services point of view. So it kind of fits in there, and you know the successful HubSpot has has uh, kind of tied in with that that timing anyway uh over the covid years so um yeah it's all it's all looking up but um i think after this conversation with you i believe that people listening to this will have a little bit of a better understanding about babel quest um and we'll put all of the links and everything like that in the in the show notes uh, but i would like to say thanks very much for coming on to the Dubs spot partner podcast and being uh, getting involved in uh season one
1: thank you very much for having me thanks rebecca